Kaya Biz. Alan Gray, helping you secure your future. Alan Gray is an authorized financial services provider. It's 17 minutes to 7 on Kaya Biz. My name is Nzinga Kunta. I'm standing in for Google to Mfupi right here on Kaya Biz, on the air, on the street. So, after 18 months of lockdowns and the easing of travel restrictions, Optimism is finally returning to many South Africans who had to wait before dashing off to their dream destinations or taking a well-deserved break closer to home. We know that we are prone to overspending during the festive season. It's hot, people are out, there's good music. The desire to make up for lost time as well, many of us may go overboard this year. So if you're planning to travel, there are a number of important things to keep in mind to ensure that you don't derail your long-term financial plans. Alan Gray's Cedric Pila joins me for more. Thanks so much for your time on Kaya Biz. What exactly is this thing called revenge spending? Thank you for having me, Zinga. So revenge spending can be contextualized as follows. When we're consumers, uh, we've been sitting on extra cash, whether from deferred spending or from holidays that never happened in 2020. We sometimes rush to spend on experiences that have been missing out, that we've been missing out on since the start of the pandemic. So things like holidays um, and other types of spending. But perhaps the word revenge makes revenge spending sound like a bit of a negative thing. Revenge spending can be a good thing as it helps to restore industries and local economies that have been decimated by the pandemic. So if you think about ordering from e-hailing services like Mr. D or Uber Eats or eating out at restaurants, tipping extra when you purchase goods and services or going to live shows and events, it really is all about spending money and this is what can be termed as revenge spending. I mean, I think I know the answer, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Should you revenge spend on travel this holiday season? Well, you, you may be expecting me to say no. <laughs> uh, but actually, you know, revenge spending may sound like a contrary thing to do in light of ongoing economic uncertainty. Mm. But it must be remembered that COVID-19 has affected many people's finances, not just you and I, but mm. other service providers. And in turn, it's affected other people's budgets, their savings and investments, and also their mental well-being. You know, things like trauma and anxiety are real, not just for us, but for other people that are operating in this economy. So, you know, so rent spending may sound like a bad thing, but this holiday, if planned well, if budgeted for, revenge something is something you can consider if you can afford it, especially on travel. I'm already enjoying this conversation much more than I thought I would. <laughs> How important is it then to create a holiday budget and what should we consider when we are doing that? A budget, whether for a holiday or otherwise, is actually very crucial. It's crucial in managing our personal finances because as one of my favorite bloggers, Dave Ramsey, puts it, a budget is you telling your money where to go instead of wondering where it went. And I'm sure many of us can relate to the latter. You know that feeling of coming back from a holiday thinking, what did I spend all that money on? Where did all that money go? So having a holiday budget means you spend according to a plan and you can do that in different ways. For example, myself, uh, I limit myself to a certain amount of money per day that I can spend uh, when I'm away. So let's say it's a thousand rand per day, for example. Some days you spend a little bit more, other days you'll commit to spending less. But all in all, you try and keep within your budget boundaries. And something else to consider is January 2022, uh, as we all know it to be January, because it brings a lot of financial worries with it. And we all know that December salary gets paid early and it's supposed to meant, it's meant to last us until the end of January next year. So if you're uncertain about how to draw up a holiday budget or a plan, it's probably a good idea to speak to an independent financial advisor to help you with this.
So it's critically important, actually, to have a holiday budget um, when you're thinking about going on holiday this festive season. Right, we're speaking to Cedric Pila, who's the regional manager at Allen Gray. If you want to be part of the conversation, you can pop us our WhatsApp. Our WhatsApp line is 063-688-0959. Our SMS line is 36959. And you can tweet us at Kaya on Air using the hashtag KayaBiz. Cedric, we can't talk about anything now without talking about COVID-19 and how it factors into there. So when we're doing our financial planning, whether it's a holiday or something else, how should we think about COVID-19? Sure. The pandemic really has made us reassess our needs versus our wants. And perhaps you now think more carefully about whether you really need, and more importantly, whether you can really afford that big ticket holiday item. Uh, or whether you could put that money elsewhere entirely and it could work a little bit harder for you. There is merit in looking at the positive financial habits the pandemic may have forced on us. And then maybe consider keeping some of those because they may have served your pocket very well especially as you think about planning for a holiday. For me, the pandemic has taught me to expect the unexpected. And when planning a holiday, you should also prepare for the unexpected by factoring in things like additional or unforeseen expenditure into your travel budget, Mm -hmm. especially given that the world is in a a state of flux. I mean, remember, too, if you may not have experienced this, if you travel abroad uh, and get COVID-19, you may be expected to pay for a quarantine period You may be expected to pay for additional tests or even a repatriation flight. These are things that are becoming a reality in today's world of travel. And those things don't come cheap. So as part of your planned travel budget, don't confuse the money that you have for travel with dipping into an emergency fund. You should actually make provision for the unexpected expenses. And one way to do this is to ensure that, one, you have appropriate travel insurance in place, or if you're doing some local travel and you're hiring a vehicle, Don't skimp on that extra cover for accidental damage. Mm -hmm. So there are lessons that we can learn from the pandemic that are well worth applying to financial planning when you're thinking about planning a holiday. I like how you've touched on the need to always plan for emergency and that, especially that example of the car hire, always take the best cover. Don't skimp on things like that because I think what the last two years have shown us is that you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. So how important is it to maintain an emergency fund, especially now when it just seems like we're a little bit more freer? Like I was saying earlier on, it's December almost. It's very hot. People are having fun. I don't know if you've been on social media, but you've seen the videos of the different yeah. clubs, people in the water. It's good times. How do we remember that we still need to plan? I think it seems to almost go back to some form of normality. One thing you should not do is confuse your holiday fund with an emergency fund. An emergency fund should not be used to fund a holiday or to treat your loved ones over the festive season. Rather, an emergency fund is a safety net for unexpected expenses and shocks to your income. We all know that life happens. We've been clearly taught this by COVID, and we need to be prepared. I mean, imagine if you used up your emergency fund in December 2019 to fund a holiday or to splurge on gifts, thinking that you'd replace it during the year 2020, only to face the financial difficulties that COVID brought along with it, with no emergency funds to help you. It would have been a very costly mistake. And I think a helpful way to think of an emergency fund is to see it as a form of personal insurance for your long-term investment, because it provides you with access to money and prevents you from abandoning your long-term financial plans when emergencies threaten to compromise your financial health. So as life returns to normal, do not forget how critical it is to maintain an emergency savings fund. 
Cedric, talk to us about how to start an emergency savings fund. Uh, When we speak about personal finance, I know that one of the issues that seems to come up a lot is people saying, I'm already constrained. How, Mm. when I'm already constrained, must I now put aside money for extra things? Uh, There's petrol price increases. I think we're almost at 20 rand a litre. Never mind the increases of food and the like. Yeah, sure. I think an emergency fund should be seen as a compulsory part of your financial plan. Okay. And as much as you spend money on fuel and you spend money on things like insurance cover or your retirement savings, it's that one other element that forms part of your financial plan overall. So you should prioritize it by seeing what it is in your expenditure that you can forego to at least start contributing to an emergency fund. Mm-hmm. If there's a specific you know, account or a specific financial product that you want to consider, things like money market fund unit trusts are low-risk investments, which they aim to deliver higher returns than what a bank deposit could give you, but also can be accessed in a very short space of time. So, you know, one thing to consider is that it is a crucial part of your financial plan, and where there's any doubt in how you can start an emergency fund or where it is you need to actually start within your own finances and whether you can afford it or not, is to speak to an independent financial advisor that can help you go through your monthly spending and your budget to see what are some items in your expenditure that you could forego to speed and start contributing to an emergency savings fund? Because it's quite critical and important that we all have one. Mm-hmm. When you speak about choosing an independent financial advisor to advise you about your finances, again, that's sometimes seen as a luxury or you can only get a financial advisor when you're earning X amount. Talk to us more about the importance of having a financial advisor. Yeah, I think uh, many times that's a comment I've heard from a lot of consumers. Uh, But in actual fact, think about this. If you, for example, fall ill, and especially now during this time of COVID and uncertainty, you want to go see a medical professional. You're not going to get on your phone and go onto the internet and try and self-diagnose because you really want to be sure what's wrong with you and how you can get better. (laughs) Yeah. Right? It's the same thing with your finances, honestly. You can afford a financial advisor. There are so many independent financial advisors out there with different fee structures that you can negotiate and speak um, to based on your affordability. And it can help you get a proper diagnosis of your finances, where you currently are, what your short-term, medium-term, and long-term goals are, and actually help you put together a budget and start thinking and taking ownership of your finances. So it's not a luxury that's almost left for the wealthy. I think it is a necessity that we all need to think about is getting proper independent financial advice for our finances. Mm. There's often a refrain or commentary that South Africans don't have a big savings culture. I don't really think that's true because I know we've got a massive stockfell culture. Uh, Mm. If we had to properly add it, I think it'd run into the billions. But there is a sense that people perhaps are not saving as much as they could or should. What's your view on that? And then how do you change that? As an individual, if I'm not from a savings culture, if I don't have a savings culture, but I'm listening and I'm like, no, Cedric is onto something, what's my next step? I think one of the things you almost need to think about is your future self. And for any money that you're not putting away, that you're not saving or investing, you are robbing from your future self. There's a popular saying that says someone is sitting in the shade today because someone planted a tree 10 years ago. And I think if you think about yourself 10 years from now, whatever it is you'll be doing, whatever it is you think you are going to want to do 10 years from now, uh, what your financial plan will look like, what your family will look like, uh, what your retirement possibly looks like, it's really important that you somewhat start. You know, uh, for a lot of us, it's just about starting. It's just about committing to doing something today and being consistent day in and day out about doing that. 
Um, you're right. I also disagree with the notion that we don't have a good savings culture because uh, I think we, we come from a background where we've seen that even informal savings structures such as stockfills um, run into the billions of rands mm-hmm. that people can save when they put their minds together and have a common objective of saving money towards a specific goal. It's about taking that principle and applying it to yourself as an individual. You can do this. You can start saving and investing for your future. All right, Cedric Peter from Alan Gray, staying with us on Kaya Biz. You can tweet us any questions you may have for him, any advice that you, or any questions that you'd like answered rather. At Kaya on Air is our handle. You can also use the hashtag Kaya Biz. Thanks to those of you on Twitter who are engaging with us already. Remember our WhatsApp line is 0636880959, and you can listen to us on DSTV channel 861. Cedric, Let's stay with the festive season um, and advice. The Allen Gray Investment Circle is hosting a webinar on Thursday. What's happening there? Sure. So on this Thursday evening, the Allen Gray Investment Circle is hosting a webinar and it's titled Stay Future Focused This Festive Season. And my colleagues will be discussing how, as we reach the end of the year, one of the most valuable gifts we can give ourselves is acknowledging your future financial needs and investing towards them. So they're not only going to be talking about this from a theoretical academic point of view, but they're also going to give us tips and strategies to help manage your finances this festive season. So all the things that we've been talking about this evening, about revenge spending on travel or on holiday, they're going to unpack in greater detail how it is we can stay future-focused this festive season. So if you're interested in attending, you can email investmentcircle at alangredo.co.za for more information to get a link uh, to watch this webinar online this Thursday evening. So I think it's something that if you're really thinking about the festive season, uh, you don't want to repeat the mistakes of last year or the year before, and you really want to change and make a change for the better this festive season with your spending, it's definitely a webinar you don't want to miss. Cedric, as we wrap up, what's the one piece of advice that you want to leave us with? I think if our listeners take anything away from this specific segment is think about your finances as a house. You know, if your financial house is in order and you are comfortable that you're on track to reaching your long-term goals, then the only thing I can really say to you is enjoy your break. Enjoy the revenge spending wisely on travel this festive season because you deserve it. But for many of us who are trying to get our houses in order, I think many of the principles we've spoken about this evening around having an emergency fund, planning for your holiday and having a holiday budget is really going to go a long way in changing and making a difference, not just this year, but for the years to come. Okay, that is very good advice. However, if you're surrounded by a lot of noise, a lot of good times (laughs) like we're talking about, and there's also pressure from around you because your friends are yeah. all doing their Maldives things. They're doing the Instagram things. They're doing the traveling to the safari. There's a little bit of online pressure as well on you. And you feel like maybe you want to keep up with the Jones. What do you need to remember? Yeah, it's all about behavior. Honestly, you need to be selfish for yourself. We sometimes think uh, you look on social media and you see other people doing things. And you think, yeah, I'm going I'm to be selfish. You know, I'm going to treat myself like other people are. In fact, maybe let's change that narrative a bit. Be selfish about yourself and your future. And sometimes that means missing out on the things that are going on on social media, but actually making sure that one day you'll be in a position to do things for yourself in the future. So be selfish about your finances today. Be selfish about your long-term goals today and not be carried away by the hype. So there is a lot of merit in being a little bit more frugal today so you can spend some more tomorrow. Again, there's someone that is sitting in the shade today because someone plants the seed 10 years ago. 
You want to see yourself sitting in the shade 10 years from now because you planted a seed today. And we know it's not always going to be comfortable. It's not always going to be something that people are going to high-five you about. But as you start to see the tree grow and the shade develop, you're going to thank yourself for staying committed to your long-term goals. Thank you very much, Cedric Pillar from Alan Gray. Helping you secure your future was brought to you by Alan Gray, and Alan Gray is an authorized financial services provider. Kaya Biz with Google Tumfupi, Monday to Thursday, 6 to 8 p.m. on Kaya 959. On the streets, on the air.